You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hungry for adventure? Then travel to a la carte, the charming land below the floating city of heavenly delight, and join the young cook ramen for her daily dose of wacky hijinks in the new series Delicious. With a cast of eccentric, strong female characters, this wonderfully illustrated comedy comic will be out in July, but you can pre-order now by clicking the banner on the page for this podcast. Get the limited hardcover first edition, plus free stickers and an art print as a gift. Wow, stickers! A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Guys, I have some really big news for you. Are you ready? Oh my god, what is it? Are you ready? I can't oh believe god. it. This happened. I'm oh pregnant. My- what? Oh my god! Congrats! Thank you. Who's the lucky That's father? Great. Father? <laughs> what? What? Did you like re- self reproduce? No, I mean immaculate conception. Well, I mean, uh, you, I mean, did you literally go fuck the yourself? Genesis? <laughs> it, was, it, it was. It was a lady, I think. I mean. <laughs> She said that, like, the only way she could get off was to for us to do it from behind. Uh-huh. No, no, Chris. Chris let's let's sit talk. down real quick. Okay, so, so we're gonna the birds watch- and the bees. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I, I must be, right? I finally stopped bleeding, so... <laughs> I, you know, hey, ordinarily, you know this is what I say. Do I need to draw you a picture? But uh, goddamn, I think I need to draw you a diagram. Ah. Or just watch Junior. <laughs> or uh, much like the people who made this film, false <laughs> maybe we do need to draw them a few diagrams. I don't know. Yeah, this is a Hulu horror film. I don't know. Have any of you guys done a Hulu horror review before? Yes. I think so, yeah. Okay, so there's like, I think, two of them mm-hmm. that are quite good. And the rest are terrible. Can They're tell, awful. <laughs> can you tell us that ones, those ones, so we can watch? There was them? A, his house, I believe, is the name. His of house. Oh, let's good. talk about his, his house. Yeah, okay, wonderful. his house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the review for his house. Wow. Right <laughs> Whose house? His house. Yeah. But this is not one of the wonderful ones. <laughs> this is one of the ones that's exactly what I was afraid of. And you know what? I went. Despite my experience, I'm going to give this a chance because hey, it's a twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Right? A24, it's A24. A24 on Hulu. Tends to do a lot of good stuff, but it should have been the first clue that something was wrong. It's like, wait a minute, why is A24 exclusively releasing something on Hulu? Like, we can't show this shit. They're just theater. passing off. They're just like, yeah, like, let's just sneak. Just, so, Chris, uh, no big what, deal. What is this about? Obviously, there's a potentiality that has to deal with someone getting pregnant. Yeah. Given the, the title. Pregnancy is a big part of this. It start, and it's directed by John Michael Lee, mm-hmm. who is a longtime worker as a producer, writer, 
writer, director, voice actor, and musician. I'm best known for working on Wonder Shows, in which is <gasps> I love Wonder Shows. Yeah, what? it's amazing. I know. I love. Now, he's a, right. He's a comedian, right? Primarily yeah. a comedian. He sure. also worked. I'm finding that, comedians that, can do horror pretty well. He worked on another show I really love that's comedy called Broad City, which I think is just absolutely funny as shit. And the yes. stars, and was co-written by the one of the two main stars of that show, Ilana Glazer, plays the lead role here. She co-wrote the script with them. I'm like, okay, so this is going to be a horror comedy, right? Mwah. This what? is like when Woody what? Allen tried to go into his like Bergman period, and he was like, let me show you how unfunny I can be. Let me show you how serious I am. There won't be a single laugh. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, yes, there is actually a pretty good recent history of people who beforehand worked in comedy switching to horror and finding ways to do really good stuff in that. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, you know, obviously Jordan Peele being a notable uh, person, but you know, his first try was definitely comedy horror, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is a uh, false positive is just straight horror. And by that, I'm excluding the a uh, bull part of the title. <laughs> I'm Chris. Joining me is Tessa and Marco and right. I first off, once again, apologize to everyone for us having to sit through this thing. We really none of us like this. Maybe we're this is a spoiler. This is terrible. But it really I was worried because I'm saying I hate this so much. And everybody's saying something and Tessa's not speaking up. I'm like, uh oh, Tessa's gonna be the one who loved it and thinks we're all a bunch of misogynists. <laughs> I didn't love it. I thought it was all over the place as far as its messaging. That was like the main thing that was like a turnoff for me. Cause at the very beginning, the lead, she says, uh, as a woman, this is the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do and I can't do it. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Cause the main thing is like, she has a full time <sighs> career. She's a career woman. Like she's smart and she's driven and she wants to have a family too. She's like this character. She just wants to like have it all, you know? And it seems like she's going to. And then things take a crazy turn, basically. Sorry if I kind of like. What, that she married Justin Thoreau? I, you know, <laughs> have you seen the other shows he's been on? Hey, I'm sorry. She, that is as well for people he's married to. That is a very hot turn. Both those people are on fire. <laughs> That's that's not untrue. But once again, he's got a terrible track record in genre shows of people he's married to coming out of it well. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, she's a copywriter. She lives with her husband, Adrian, the aforementioned Justin Thoreau in New York. They've been trying to have a baby for a while, as, as Tessa insinuated there. He's like, oh, but it's the only thing women are good for is having babies. What the fuck? That line was really weird. She's like, this is the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do and I can't even do it. And I was like, it's not the one thing. Anyways. Adrian's like, look, I have this person who's my teacher. He's a very close friend and he's this leading fertility doctor yeah. apparently kind of a i assume controversial one as we find out played by pierce brosnan he says look i have this technique it's my own technique which right there you should go okay stop we're gonna take some time to think about this first <laughs> and look into some research you're like you're the only one doing it i feel like we need to do our research and like you know i need to go on WebMD. no don't do that he inseminates her using his new technique she discovers she is pregnant, but she has three fetuses, male twins and a female. And he goes, well, I think you should choose. And I hate to say this because really you might lose all three or even be in danger yourself. Because she's petite. You need to choose one of them to go. And honestly, the female is the smallest one. And so I think that you should choose the female. Yeah. And so this is the point where the movie gets really into, I guess, I, I don't even know if it's a metaphor of gaslighting, but it's definitely gaslighting. They try and tell her anytime that she's starting to see what they're up to, they say it's mommy brain. You're, you're getting ready to say right? Sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. Like every yeah. single time they say that, it's like, you it's mommy brain. You would get really drunk in this movie just doing shots every time someone says mommy, mommy brain. brain. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. I feel drunk right now. I, I didn't like the fact that 
even when everything was over, you still didn't know whether something was mommy brain or if they did drug her to like mess with her well, perception. That's the whole key is that the movie ends <sighs> up being a thing where you feel like they're saying, yes, mommy brain actually is a thing or is it? Where she starts having, are they hallucinations or aren't they, of all sorts of stuff, including her husband and the doctor being in on a conspiracy. I felt like ultimately this came to a thing where you're like, okay, we're going to get to that point where we're going to reveal what said conspiracy is or isn't. What they reveal, whether or not it's actually true, because by that point it's hard to even tell, is so banal and kind of based on a real life thing that with this movie that was becoming so surreal and playing with being Cronenbergian, it just felt like... it suddenly dropped dead. That's what it feels like. It feels like they saw Rosemary's Baby and then Dead Ringers are like, hey, I got an idea. Let's do that. It feels like the movie itself kind of gaslights you <laughs> a little bit. It's like, oh, we're going to be this kind of movie? Nope, you're, you're imagining things. We're doing this instead. This, oddly enough, this reminded me of another movie we reviewed not too long ago. Uh, censor, which I enjoyed. Very different movies, but it also is the kind of movie that starts off with what seems Ugh. like a really solid genre premise, and you think it's working towards a mystery, and then you realize, oh, your protagonist is not the most reliable of narrators, mm-hmm. and then by the end, you're like, what am I supposed <laughs> to believe happened? Because I went in expecting one thing, and then they're like, surprise, here's something even less interesting than what we promised you. Yeah. I, I do agree that it's similar to Censor in, in a lot of the ways where it was trying to pick a lane with some of the ideas that it was trying to portray, but I... Felt like it went, at least towards the end of that movie, a little bit harder into, like, total insanity. Where here, it's just like, wait, so, is this real? And, like, it felt like it didn't want to commit to anything. Yeah. That any of the genres or just the, the ideas they were trying to portray. And then I ultimately left the movie kind of confused. Yeah, well, Same. no, very. And, and not in a way that was, like, interesting. No, confused. no. Because I don't mind movies that are ambiguous because of you're not sure what's reality, if it's interesting. But this and it's not hit yeah. so many obvious things on the way. I yeah. was like, this is there's nothing about this that feels different or creative. It feels so on the nose. Any visual metaphor is like a child could see what you're saying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they introduce a couple extra characters on the way. Zaneeb Ja, who is a mainly Broadway actress, plays Grace Singleton, who is an online sort of midwife but spiritual midwife type character <coughs> who the main character of Elena Glazier, Lucy starts to become interested in and starts thinking, well, maybe I'd prefer to go this route rather than the medical route. Exactly. Yeah. And that turns into a whole thing that feels like it's going to bring in some degree of racial issues into it, possibly, because there's a lot of background stuff going on where her house is very African. It's very much a part of the style of that. And then later there's a thing where suddenly it's not. And she's like, wait a minute, wouldn't your house a different way? She's like, no, it's always been this way. And I was like, are you trying to say something here? Why was that even in there? Yeah. Uh, is it, is brain. A, yeah, is it supposed to show that Ilana, she's kind of profiling her in a way? It's like, oh, well, that's the type of person that she is. She believes like, in magical Negroes. That is her character. Right. They, and like, they literally and she literally gets called on it. Yeah. yeah. She goes, I'm not a magical well, Negro. I'm like, who actually says the, that? <laughs> who actually thinks that about a person? I Stephen mean, King. Well, okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. You know, I mean, even he's apologized to the for that yeah one. We, we didn't know no one was calling us on it we didn't go we he's did. cool now he's cool but now. we but always like, liked black people the thing is is that 
we didn't realize the way we were liking black people was wrong, too. (laughs) And it's a shame, though, because that is, for a moment, the movie does liven up a little bit when that character comes in, because she's an outside perspective. She obviously stands opposed to the way that the Pierce Brosnan character does things. And then we actually have, like, a PowerPoint presentation, essentially. Uh, we have this little infomercial about the history of gynecology and how it has been dominated by male figures saying, this is how women's bodies work, and this is how we do things, and we don't need to worry the ladies about how all of this happens. We're taking care of everything. And some guys don't even know where pee comes from. Y- well, Anyways. you know. True. <laughs> I didn't think that was real. I saw recently in an exchange on Twitter, I was uh-huh. like, wait, you guys are serious? You really don't know? Wait, yeah. what? I thought you were kidding. No, 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 no. There's, there's just like... No, guys are the ones with the urethra. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> oh, Jesus uh-huh, Christ. Yep. Wim- women I have one hole. Cl- one thought, hole! Thought, Everything comes out of it. I thought it was a cloaca. <laughs> That's right. Eggs come out of it as well. <laughs> um, the, the biggest deal with it, too, is like the pacing of the type of movie it's, it's trying to portray itself as, as a horror movie, is that all like the real nefarious stuff only happens in like the last 25 minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. And it's really too late into the game to understand like, so who am I really supposed to trust here or like really follow? And do I even care at this point? Because I'm so confused of like who I'm supposed to like believe in because Alana Glazer's character, I guess is like the untrustworthy protagonist, but it's not interesting enough to really care yeah. when things really start to like hit the fan. And even then towards the end of the movie, it kind of shows that like, Oh, that stuff didn't even matter. Like, wait, what the fuck? Jim as well. Gretchen Maul plays the head nurse for Pierce Brosnan who they kind of set up she's going to be a much more important character in this than she actually ends up being. Like she's yeah. a villainous. The, the third her. act just kind of forgets about everything. Like there would be a really interesting discussion as to why she's behaving the way she is if she knows the things that she does. Why is this never a part of the story? Like it's just she just kind of leaves the story and it substitutes in some actual resolution for some issues that are based to some degree on real life stuff for just a generic bloody ending. Yeah, I would say this is definitely a trigger warning for anybody who has had a miscarriage or anything of the ilk, you know, lost a child because they do kind of lean into the gore on this. So, and it gets pretty explicit. And as far as that's concerned, I would say maybe tread lightly if that's something that would bother you. And like, if you're one of those people who's watching this because you've got a big crush on Elena Glazier and this is the first time she's ever gotten naked for anything, this is not sexy naked. For no. the record. <laughs> this no, is this is very clinical for the most all. part. So if that was your reasoning, you're a weird dude to begin with. Can't you just watch Broad City? Hey, and hey, go, don't she... don't kink shame people, Chris. I'm not kink shaming anyone. I'm just saying my kink is how funny she is. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the most unfortunate part is that I think she's such a talented comedian, comedic writer, where she's doing this and I was really expecting, like, okay, let's fucking see this. Because you actually see her act a little bit, too. Like, it's very different from what she's done in the past as well with, like, broad sending and a few other things. And so I was pretty excited, and then I, it just felt like a swing and a miss. I see, Even as far as her performance, it was extremely underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that calls for her to do some real emotional stuff, and I didn't buy any of it. No. And maybe, I mean, a lo- obviously, even great actors can't look good if the script is terrible. Yeah. You know, and it's not that the dialogue per se is really bad here, but it's there's just, a lot to ask her to do and feel that's like, I can imagine her going, what exactly am I 
supposed to be motivated with it's, exactly my it's feelings? It's unearned. Here? It's unearned. The thing is, she really has no business asking that question as one of the co-writers. Yeah. There are actually moments very early on where she sees like a magazine or she sees some image, or at one point she's at a uh, lecture where the Pierce Brosnan character is giving a speech, and you just know from the editing, from the camera framing, from the music, that somehow she knows something's wrong. But there's nothing for the audience to grasp as to why she's feeling that way. She just suddenly turns on a dime because the script goes, well, suddenly she has to become suspicious. And they haven't really done anything for her to be so suspicious. Yeah. I felt like there were scenes missing. Well, let's get a final thought. Uh, Who wants to go first? Raise your hand. Quick. Why does no one ever raise their hand quick when I ask that? Tessa. This could have been better. I feel like her performance in it was decent. I don't think her acting was that bad. I feel like her writing maybe could have been better since she co-wrote it. The point or the moral or whatever they were trying to drive home was not super clear. It was trying to have a feminist slant, but it missed the mark. And then some. And then some, yeah. Because I feel like at the end of the day, they just kind of had it seem like, oh, we can't trust her outlook. She has mommy brain. They just basically said, well, when you're pregnant, you know, you can't trust what you see kind of deal. And I didn't really kind of dig that sort of interpretation. I mean, we have so much in society of women or, you know, people with uteruses who menstruate that, you know, we need to suck it up, you know, that's not the pain isn't that bad. And then when we're pregnant, we're told, well, you can't do anything. You're incapable of doing your job. We're going to not let you have this really nice sort of case with our company, you know. So it's, it's like it's always one or the other. Either it's like suck it up. It's not that bad. Or you can't do anything because you're pregnant. One or the other What's going on. Anyways, that's a whole other tangent. But <clears throat> the point here is this tried to kind of go into some interesting like horror tropes. It's definitely like a, a subgenre, especially in some period pieces. I felt like the ending was had a very what the fuck moment that made no sense with how the rest of the film was kind of grounded in science. I guess I will give this film 4.5 magazines I stole from my doctor. I'm definitely not giving back. <laughs> 10. Marco? This does play with some genre tropes. I mean, there's definitely an element of body horror. I think you're right in recalling something like Dead Ringers, which is very clinical, which centers around gynecology, and it's a subject that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And it's also like a billion times better. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) But anytime you're dealing with any kind of difficult pregnancy, let's say, that's a body horror. I mean, even in real life. Uh-huh. There are people who just, their bodies change, there's something going <coughs> inside of them, their hormones are acting up, people are treating them differently, society tells them to do one thing. There's a lot of really interesting ideas that they try to explore here, but I don't think they ever pull anything off or really stick to one particular message. It ends up being all over the place. And it's too bad, because this really feels to me like somebody set out to do a drama That was going to be very, very explicit in terms of what happens when people get pregnant and some of the difficult choices they have to make along the way. And then they said, you know what? Why don't we just make it a horror? No one's going to go see that drama. Let's make it a horror movie. That'll freak Uh. people out. Mm. And I was like, you know, the drama part of it was more compelling to me. The argument about how we uh, deal with childbirth. But yeah, they just go down a genre rabbit hole and these people don't know how to write for this particular genre. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I am going to have to give this four and a half syringes filled with questionable material. 
right? Man, I'm going to echo both of you guys because that's both really interesting. The, the point that you're making about it feels like it was a drama before they just ended up turning it into a horror. Because that's what the first thing I was going to say. It's not scary at all. If this was supposed to be a horror film uh, by any means. Like, I don't think there's like, really that many jump scares. Th- that's fine. It's no big deal. But like, there's no real tension because it was always undercut by something else that came in and back and forth. It was just a really messy movie in the end. Like it just didn't, didn't know like what lane to choose of like what it was trying to say, what it ultimately said, which none of us can really say what it said, which is a huge problem. Even with films like you were saying earlier that have some type of like ambiguity at the end of it, it was like, oh, well, it makes us think. And then here it's like, I don't want to think about this in the end, <laughs> which sounds very harsh. You know, I, I like the people behind it. I don't think it was really that well shot in the end. It was pretty bland looking, which is uh, quite unfortunate because you try to think about other films that in, you know, that's kind of, let's say, a, a domestic or pedestrian kind of story, which this ultimately is just about a couple that's trying to get pregnant. And that's really what the basis of the story is. But they really don't like ratchet up any of the tension, like any of the fears that much of like what's actually happening. And only a couple of times you're like, oh man, there's something going on, but it just breezes by so quickly. Why didn't she go like ballistic on her husband? Why right. was she still with him? Like after the, like the main thing that happened, yeah. if I was her, I would have flat out decked him. Yeah. Like there was no, How do you make like a movie where Pierce Brosnan <laughs> is checking out your wife's vagina and it's not hot at all. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you could do that with a former James Bond. Sure, just immediately become a three-way. <laughs> I don't know why Alana Glazer didn't do that for herself. I mean, but that's anyway, in the deleted scene. That's in the deleted scene. But uh, in the end, I'm going to give this three out of ten blowjobs I would take any day from Justin Theroux. <laughs> you guys are a lot nicer to this than I'm going to be, because wow. I can't think of anything Steven. I liked about this movie. I was on this movie's side. I like everybody involved with it. And I kept going, what are you doing? I didn't like the cinematography. I didn't like the performances. I really hated the writing. It's just a bad movie. And it's even more unfortunate that it has pretenses at being a feminist film. And yet it is exactly the opposite of a feminist film. Thank you. It's, if anything, takes things back a few steps. I was going, Atlanta Glazer, I love you. And to all reports, you actually do love getting high, and I'm not shaming you for that. But maybe don't be high when you're writing a really serious feminist horror screenplay, because it feels like that's what happens, and maybe you missed the point here of, like, trying to make this sort of thing work. Why isn't this really good? Why is it as terrible as it is? I can't answer those questions. You know what? Give it another try. Go back again. Maybe not make a pregnancy horror film. Those are famously hard to do. Like, famously hard to make succeed. There's Rosemary's Baby, which I still think is one of the most overrated classic horror films of all time, but that's just me. Don't shit all over me. There's Prevenge, which is a horror comedy that oh, I yeah. highly recommend, which is super yeah, great. Remember that one? And uh, I, The Suckling? I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> it's a very small pig. Wait, are you, you stu- are, oh, wait. Different type of suckling. Are you coming on to me? What is happening? <laughs> Is this a reference to so, the the, the blowjobs? Man, you went from Justin for the subscribers. to Chris. I can't believe how quickly your standards dropped. All over the course of one review. <laughs> I really, really, really did not like this film on so many levels. And as a horror fan, I think if you're a really big horror fan, thinking, oh, this looks like maybe kind of Cronenbergian, it's not. No. I don't think they've ever seen a Cronenberg <laughs> film. I think they know what the idea of body horror is, but don't know how to pull it off. There are scenes that are 
supposed to make you feel really uncomfortable and freaked mm-hmm. out, but they only do because the effects are so bad and it's so dumb. Just skip False Positive. It definitely is a False Positive mo- movie if you've read any good reviews. And most of the reviews I have read that were good were, which are few, are like, I guess I'm supposed to like this movie. No. <laughs> You're not. Uh, it's fine. What? It's fine not to like this movie. What is with like the title movie. anyways? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know how it relates to the actual what happened. I guess they were like, nobody's called a horror movie False Positive yet. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad title. It's just it's not a good title for this. It's not wildly relevant, quite frankly. No. Than and no one ever these... actually has a False Positive yeah. result like, in this movie. Well, False no. Positive is the thing that happens sometimes with pregnancies, but not in this movie. I... So I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to give this... Uh, one out of ten. Oh, oh, ass periods. I just got. I guess I'm not pregnant after uh, all. Oh, Mazel Tov. Oh God, I'm now bled all over the couch. <laughs> Good thing it's already red. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Jesus.